Hey guys, this is Quincy, and this is Bloody Oath Subcultural Podcast. This week, we are talking to Nash. He's a really, really sick artist. Um, makes some pretty politically charged stuff, but you wouldn't necessarily know it. Uh, and he has a great Instagram that he runs with his partner. That I highly recommend you should check out. I'll pop that info in the show notes. And speaking of show notes, I just want to give another quick shout out to my good friends, Vincent and Cameron, who are doing a podcast of their own. Um, It's called The Publicans, and you can find it on SoundCloud. I think that if you just search The Publicans, it comes up, like, second result. It's pretty, pretty good, and I was interviewed on there, on their last episode. So, yeah, definitely check that out. And without further ado, here's our interview with Nash. Okay. So we are going to start off just asking you a couple basic questions about yourself. Let people get to know you. That's going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing too crazy. Um, All right. So you want to tell everyone what your name is to start off with? Um, I go by Nash, but my actual, like my full name's Dhammika Avinash Nero Dhaviri Sekra, which is a mouthful. Exactly. It took me like a good few years to actually learn how damn. to spell the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had a name tag, it would be going around me, you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So. Do you use the whole thing in your signature? Uh, no, no. My <laughs> signature has changed a few times, just depending on the work that I do. Because yeah. I have my official signature, which is still just the name I go by, which is Avinash, which is where Nash comes from, mm. for like official like passport and stuff. But then my art signature is different. And then again subgenres of the art is a completely different signature depending on where I want them to be seen if that makes oh, sense oh yeah that's interesting because I like the anonymity of it that's kind of cool yeah so to brand yourself in different ways yeah I don't like mine like I've told you this before I don't like me like me as a person being publicized for anything mm. right so hence, do, you, yeah. do you prefer that the, the art is like yeah for you, not yourself uh, yeah because um like, the be- example I keep bringing up in conversations with people is the whole thing. Like, people know who Picasso is. Them, He's, like, a cultural icon of some sort. People know yeah. Picasso before they can name any of his work. Yeah. Right. Do you get what I mean? And yeah, that, okay, I see what you're saying. Do you get what I mean? And that kind of is part of the whole sort of, like, cap- capitalism's influence, I guess, yeah. in art, which is, like, you're selling the person and the brand. Right. And that's why some obscure piece of work by a famous artist would sell for millions, but someone's like whole life's work yeah. who's not as famous wouldn't like wouldn't sell for the same amount. Like do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, so I, I just yeah, so if someone asked me if I want to be in the history books as such as an artist, should that ever happen, I would say I would want my work be there and published under anonymous artist rather than right. my name. Because I don't really find anything intriguing or interesting coming from my name being anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. so how do you navigate that um, desire to avoid becoming a brand with social media? And- um, <clears throat> pseudonyms, a lot, a yeah. lot of pseudonyms. Um, and obviously, I work with my partner, just so everyone knows. I work mm-hmm. with my partner, we're called IMIT. It's called I Make, I Talk. So I do the making, she does the talking. Okay. And I mean, she is a very much an integral part of the making process, well, the thought procedure and coming up with the ideas yeah. and things. But I prefer to stay out of, you know, the limelight. Because limelight yeah. uh, there are a few things that, in, like, 
have sort of like for like encouraged me to do that. One of them being, I she's my partner. She's a female artist mm-hmm. in this landscape. Uh, I strongly believe that most female artists do not get the credit they deserve. Yeah. In the twenty, like in the past, and I think from now on there are more female artists working. But I would still want someone to get the credit that's due. Yeah. And absolutely. If I don't want the credit, then you might as well go to someone who deserves it as yeah. much rather than just you know so that's pretty much it i mean sorry i can no, elaborate on what my, what my name was <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah yeah um is. question two is there yeah. another question <laughs> i mean we could go on about this for a while but uh, you're more than welcome. If, you've got, if you've got anything else you want to bring to the table about that topic and more than mm. to um and again okay well pseudonyms it again comes back to the kind of brand of art that I would like to create as well, mm. which is art to me, I guess, is uh, along the lines of propaganda, if that makes yeah. any sense. Uh, Could you I, go into that a little bit more? Uh, Russian Revolution, actually yeah. prop movement using, yeah. you know, they had the train with the theater yeah. performances and the like printing press where they just radic- yeah. almost rad- militarized or radicalized like a farming nation into something else yeah. within a few mm-hmm. span of a few years, which... I find intriguing and the role, like artists, I think I looked at this just for this, right? Just to be able to um, say what I want to a bit more eloquently. Art is defined as a person's ability to, I think on Wikipedia it says something online, so the creative creative skill or being able to put out things through your imagination or whatever. And it's appreciated for its emotional impact and, and or its beauty. Right. So something that interests me is the emotional impact of art. Yes, mm. okay. Do you get what I mean? And the ability for art to make people think, make people see things that they might not have noticed in the past, whatever. Uh, the beauty aspect of it is not something that I've been very interested in. It's not something that I've really thought as being a main focus of what I want my art to be about. Right. Which comes to aestheticization, conversation. I think we had yeah. all the payment classics and stuff. I don't agree with a lot of things. And that comes again to here in Melbourne where a lot of things are like aestheticized. Yeah. Right. Do you get what I mean? Which yeah. I don't really see eye to eye with. Hence why the whole partner thing mm. <laughs> comes here. Where, but she's very much that. She's all about aestheticizing things. So, so if I was to like paraphrase what you're saying, are you saying that... Um, you're far more interested in art in um, like the concepts behind it and the message that it might say rather than how it might look. Yeah. Right. So that being said, I've also realized in this day and age, if you want to work as an artist, mm. you can't let go of the aestheticizing of yeah. art yeah. because you want people to be attracted to it on an aesthetic level first and then get in. Right. And I will talk about what I really want to do with art a bit further mm, on, yeah. I guess. Uh, if you want to ask me anything well, else. I do wonder, though. I know I've kind of like thrown my initial like questions initial aside. Questions but yeah, because this is leading to other questions. But like, what are your thoughts on people like Shepard Ferry, for instance, getting involved in Obey, like having that sort of propaganda style art and then completely leaning into that commercialization of it and, mm. you know, aesthetic appeal, like thoughts? Um... Okay, well, 
I kind of liked how he started off. I watched the whole documentary, like the Banksy documentary, Exit Through the yeah. Gift Shop. I found that very amusing mm. I, and interesting, good insight into, I guess, street art in other countries and such, yeah. you know, right. well, in the States. Um, <clears throat> I like what he was about. Like, I, I kind of like the, like, okay, the whole Obey thing is... A political statement in itself but I guess the mundanity of using almost the same imagery over and over again mm. right. when he first started I kind of find very amusing yeah Do you, I mean I'm someone who got who was like completely and utterly like into Kanye West tweeted something saying I'm a fix wolves it was yeah, just I, I remember like that. three yeah. words and it's like he was talking about his song, but I spent like a whole day cracking up about the fact that he might be <laughs> actually genetically modifying actual wolves. Like that's the kind of person I am. So like I appreciate him using just one image. Only he was. But he might have been, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, he can't He could be. Like <laughs> I guess um, hit, uh, what was the artist's name again? Um, Shepard Ferry. Shepard Ferry using the um, like if he's making a political statement about um, like a totalitarian kind of government using the same image fits in with that narrative. It does. Yeah. And um, I, <laughs> I'm i an architecture student, so just a little bit more background into me. I'm an yeah. architecture student. I did my bachelor's at the RMIT. <clears throat> and something that we, as architecture students, what we have is we don't have exams at RMIT. So we just put our final presentation on the wall during a design, yeah. design uh, studio. And... So we've got a crit and we like talk about a project and the crits usually like give us feedback after and they're like, oh, it looks like you've been doing this there. And us being completely sleep deprived, probably <laughs> hallucinating at that point, probably going to pass out as soon as we stop talking. Um, we just take whatever they say mm. and we like incorporate it into a narrative. We're like, yeah, that's what we were trying to do. And I'm not saying that's what Shepard Ferry did. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if there are people who like started doing something just for, you know, the fun of it and later it became like people started viewing it as something like you know what that is what it is yeah well it probably happens so much more than people realize like the audience are you saying that potentially the audience put the message onto put the the artwork it i mean i'm not saying in this example in this case that is what happened yeah but that could have happened yeah if that makes any sense like people like you know i do work because i think it looks cool yeah. Someone could come up to me and be like, yo, that's got this deeper meaning. It's got all these layers to it. And I'm like, all right, well, I just drew, I guess, a banana or something. Like, you know, and so layers. How do you reconcile that? Um, like, do you think that the interpretation is still completely valid if the intention wasn't there by you as the artist? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yep. art is... <clears throat> after some, like once you finish we'll say a piece unless it's yeah. like a progressive piece that you keep adding to over time right. you're pretty much done with it yeah do you get what I mean so you feel like once it's finished and you put it out there it's not up to you anymore it's in the, the audience's hands I mean of. you could put a title to it you right. could give a description about it and yeah. try to guide the audience into seeing certain things but besides that I think Personally, as an artist, I after I fin- like you know finish a piece, I'm like you know what I'm done. Like I I personally don't have any emotional attachment to it. I would give it to people away for free if I had, didn't have to pay for my bills yeah. and food. Do you get what I mean? Because yeah. I would and people I 
when I used to live in this like student housing, whatever, I never locked my room. My room was full of like canvases or paintings or whatever. And there were lots of break-ins happening during that time. Mm. Yeah. And like the other residents were like, dude, you should lock your room. People might start stealing your shit. I'm like, if they're going to steal one of my paintings, that's a compliment in yeah. itself. Like, it's like I don't, free advertising for you. Exactly. I don't really care if someone steals my work. Yeah. But like my... But I guess some people hang on to certain pieces because of the sentimental value. Like, it could be a picture, a portrait of your favorite pet. Like, you know, yeah, those things have sentimental value right, to right. people. But once you finish a piece, to me, it's out of your hands. Mm. You could guide them with, like I said, a title or description. Yeah. After that, the piece becomes almost an entity by itself, which is why I don't like the artist's name being more prominent than the pieces they do. Yeah. yeah Again, because that, that piece is like... Some, like Okay, <clears throat> to use a really bad example, bad, uh, the Bible, like, we know to a certain extent who wrote it or whatever, but, like, people have been interpreting that thing and, like, yeah, right. to- giving their own True. versions of it for fucking ages. Yeah. Fair while. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Fair fucking while, like, you know, and there are so many denominations that use the same fucking book and have their own religion about it. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that is, I guess, the best example in the terms of what an object that's away from the author can, the kind of impact that it can have. Because mm. right. it's just out there. No one's telling you this is what it is. Everyone's just interpreting it to the extent where they're killing people. But like, you know, that's... That's pretty bleak. Do you get I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of my pieces are going to start. Yeah. I don't think my partner's going to let that happen. She's a lot nicer person than I am. So. Is she? <laughs> she is. She's. So, how do you feel then when you go into a gallery um, and the artwork you're witnessing is being guided by the creator, by the artist, if it has a title or a description? Okay. Um, well, I will, I will try to read the description. Right. Uh, so, you're still receptive? I, I mean, if it's there... The description in itself is a piece of work, if you think about it. Together. Like, <clears throat> a piece of writing yeah. is in itself some sort of art form. Yeah. Whether it be a takeaway menu right. or a poem written by William Shakespeare, like, it's still a piece of art in itself. Like, it's mm-hmm. like the organization of thoughts. Yeah. Right. So I see it as, like, two different things that can be related together if you wanted to. If that makes any sense. That kind of um, reminds me of, I can't, can never remember the piece. Um, it's a really famous painting. This is not a pipe. French. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about yeah. idealization in, uh, oh, like, it's it, it's an, it's a pipe and it says it's not, not a, a pipe. pipe. Yeah. yeah and so. it, it, it's not a, at least the way I interpret it, I am not an artist or an art student, um, mm. was the, the conclusions you yeah. draw of, you assume that the text is about the drawing of the pipe and also the fact that the word pipe um, is not a pipe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's critiquing your assumption of language and association. Exactly. Um, so that just kind of reminded me of what you were saying there with like yeah. what, what you view as essentially two different pieces of artwork that you can assume yeah. are associated with each other. I mean, something interesting would be without like reading the 
like you know usually they have like paintings and then descriptions in the middle yeah and it's normally like okay the description on the right painting on the left what if yeah. you start reading the description and then look at the piece on the other side and see if that really like, uh, I mean, yeah. really cool you know like that's yeah. interesting things and like there's this th series that i've been wanting to where you have the painting and next to it, you get the uh, photograph of the artist after they finished that particular painting. Just to see, oh, that'd uh, be cool. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. just shit like that, just to give context to a piece. There are plenty of ways to do it, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be like guided towards us to like. Because say a kid or someone who doesn't understand English looks at a piece of work, mm. and most descriptions are in English if you go to the NGV or something yeah. like that, and they don't have the same grasp of the language that the person writing it does. They're still going to interpret it the way they want. Yeah. Do you sure. get what I mean? They're like, going to be projecting all their project experiences onto that. Exactly. And that's the beauty of, I guess, a piece of work once, it, once an artist is finished with it. Yeah. If you're trying to hold on to it after you've finished it and be like, yo, you need to think about this. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm like, yeah. you're overreaching. Like, read, start your next piece. Like, you know. Right. And obviously, if they're dead, then you're... <laughs> There's this whole thing that you can't really get into it. But. <laughs> so, so what? What is your intent when you start a piece? Um. Okay. Well, I mean that comes into, uh, I guess, a bit more description about my life right now, which is I work sixty hours a week within four days. Yeah. So I will have two gigs. I manage a cafe during the day. I work as a bartender in the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I work Wednesday to Saturday. And I've got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday to do whatever work I want. Yeah. Uh, Sunday is usually my partner day because she works full time. Yeah. Nine to five, Monday to Friday. So Sunday is the only day we're both at home at the same time. Mm. Yeah. The whole day. So try to keep that for that. Um, which is an amazing time. We go to the spa, go to the sauna. Oh, nice. <laughs> so lux. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> chill. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, not the sauna. It's pretty warm there. Um, <laughs> but Monday and Tuesday is where I usually have the time to do my work. Yeah. And I try to like do as much work as I can. Because like during the week, if most people have worked hospitality gigs, they know it becomes pretty mindless after a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. The first week you're kind of like, okay, I need to figure out what to do. But like after it's just like, oh, exactly. it's like actually stimulating. Exactly. So I use that time to just write, jot down things and just like think through ideas during the time yeah. so that by the time Monday comes, I'm like bursting with ideas that I mm. want to do. So yeah. <clears throat> I try and do as much work. Like today I got up at 3 a.m. Oh. to do that piece that uh, I showed you guys earlier. Um, the one on Instagram? Yeah. The oh, red you just one. finished yeah. that today? Yeah. So I started yeah. at 3. I finished by, I think, 11 in the afternoon. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm in... I've just been working at it the whole day. Wow. But Are that, you not exhausted right now? Um, no, no. Because I don't really see art as work. Right. And that's my background coming into play. Like, I grew up in Sri Lanka, which is... Uh, probably the people listening probably need to know that. Uh, <laughs> my accent's a bit weird. Uh, <clears throat> I'm from Sri Lanka, and I'm a high maths chemistry physics student. Right? I yeah. have no... Yeah. <laughs> I have Real no artistic background as such. Sri Lanka is not necessarily the place where art is encouraged the most, and I. Or can't. is it encouraged at all, really, in the um, mainstream sure culture? Ah, uh, okay. I mean, that's a broad topic. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you summarize that in about uh, two minutes? Two minutes. Okay. Yeah. So Sri Lanka has a lot of cultural context. Just a lot of historic art. People try to stick to traditional art, traditional right. depictions of things like we'll say things revolving around religion a lot. Mm. Right. Um, my parents, my dad's a general in the army. My mom used to work in a bank. So 
pretty straight and narrow. Yeah. Born to a pretty well-to-do family with a silver spoon stuck up my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't like it as much. Certain things led, like we had maids, drivers, all that. And it's pretty much the norm in that of that social class in Sri Lanka. It's kind of the norm to have that. Right. Um, <clears throat> and people don't question it, which is kind of annoying. But I'll talk about that in yeah. a tiny bit. But <laughs> sorry, just going off on tangents. Um, we've, got, we've got the time. That's all right. good. Okay, fair enough. Um, so art is not something that's really encouraged. It, it's seen as a waste of time, especially by I guess the older generation who had to really work hard to get mm-hmm. where we had a civil war for thirty fucking years yeah. in my country. And I mean, obviously, I said my dad was in the army, so he was very much part of it. I was born into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, violence was something all around us. So art was more like. Something that was there, people used to study and do things to get out of the country for a long time. Right. No one really stuck around to, like, do anything for like, the cultural upbringing. There were very few artists, and there was, like, a stereotype for, like, women getting into art just because right. they're not seen to be doing fucking, to doing other gigs or whatever. Right. Like, mm. That was kind of, like, a stereotype for a while. Everyone's thought play like the piano and shit like uh, okay it's very... so is it more like fine arts focused yeah, yeah okay. if it is it's fine art focused mm. at all we yeah. study art in school well, unfortunately for me my grasp of uh, one of my native tongues so English is my third language so Sinhalese, Tamil and then English right. uh, one of my native tongues was like I can speak I'm literate in it I can speak I can write read but it took me a lot more effort because my mom's uh, mixed race so we spoke right. English at home a lot uh, <clears throat> So as a result of which, my my able my ability to learn a subject that is not just the language in that language was a bit tough. So mm, I never studied yeah, art. Sense. My parents didn't encourage me to study art. Yeah. Uh, they to some extent they want allowed me to do art, but encouraging is something I guess a kid needs. Yeah. Where, right. Well, when you're younger, because. Artists obviously fluctuate between, you know, crippling self-doubt and, you know, fucking being narcissistic fucks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on which, at one yeah, point in your life, you meet them, you know. Grants, yeah. you get married. So when you're a kid trying to start off, trying to draw or whatever, you're pretty much in self-doubt for a long fucking time. Yeah. Because it's before you expose your art to other people, before you right. get a cop. So I, mean, I guess... The piece of advice that art really stuck with me is like, just prepare to suck for a long time. Mm. Just just be okay with that and mm. just keep going. That's it. And that was advice you got. I didn't get shit. Like, yeah. I didn't get advice. You, yeah. you get what I mean? Uh, and that's one of those things that the difference between Sri Lanka and Australia, I guess, is people here are like encouraged to do it. There's a subject called Wiscom here that yeah. dives into like you get to choose what mediums you want to use. Yeah. yeah. Fine arts and use doing like art related things in university in most Western countries is seen yeah. as like a like it's a thing that you can do. Especially <laughs> yeah. in Melbourne, it's very accessible and encouraged. Exactly. Yeah. Which I find so fucking weird. Like when I got here man, like I wasn't allowed necessarily to do art like that that's why I did architecture because I did higher maths and I assumed something I loved maths don't get me wrong I really love maths mm. but maths and art was something I want to do like architecture seemed like the logical thing for me right to do. yeah and I did that as more of a financially stable output for my creativity yeah and my that was like a means to an end whatever and once you come here you see all these opportunities that are there and I'm like people don't seem to be making use of it as much like I feel like because people are encouraged so much to do it yeah, they don't 
they kind of take it for granted here. So like, I could do that anytime. Yeah. And like, yeah. a tourist will see more of Melbourne than a local. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, people spend more time, I guess, talking about ideas and talking about stuff they want to do or, like, what they want to do a lot more than actually doing the work. Yeah. And I work, like, I've got a gun to my head. I've mm. got two days. I got, I've got ideas. I need to get yeah. them out. Which yeah. is how I work, which is, which is, I guess, to some people, it's weird. And they're like, my partner, when she first met me, was like, do you ever think your pieces through? Like, you don't seem to think through any of these things. You're just doing, like, fuckloads of work. Because mm. I think within the last four years, I've done over 500, and 500 600 pieces, Holy which is shit. weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of work and mostly it's like paintings and shit, so <clears throat> it's probably a lot more than I can't even remember. Yeah. I don't know how much whatever my Instagram is. <laughs> how many uh, posts we have on my Instagram? Yeah, Five hundred and sixty six. Yeah, mm. some about because I don't have anything else on that. I don't think people want to see my ugly mug, so I just have my work there. <laughs> just maintaining your anonymity. Yeah, I know. Like more people follow me because my face is not there. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's why you're on a podcast and mm. a television. Exactly. Uh, I just yeah. have a partner. She's a, she's a good-looking person. In the whole <laughs> we'll be sure to take lots of photos of her when she of comes in. I'll just be in the background, just like blending in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Making it real dark. Speaking of your, your Instagram, um, you can see you've worked with a lot of mediums. You've worked with what I assume is um, like work you've been doing for your zine. Yeah. Um, and then you work with... Um, Aerosols, aerosols, different paints. Paint. You seem to move into some um, collage work as well, um, charcoal, some abstract kind of paintings you've got going yeah. on here. Uh, how do you? What's it like going from one medium just straight to another? Like, is is that part of like that kind of energy you have, just like doing the pieces? Or if I go to out? a psych, I'd probably be diagnosed with something like this. <laughs> 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 is, is it hard if you've been like working on one piece with a certain kind of material for, say, you've been working on a piece for a couple of days, yeah, and then just to jump straight into a completely different style? Um, is it like jarring for you? Um, okay, so two points here. Um, one being, I never work on a piece longer than one day. Well, so all these nothing. pieces, I get everything in done day. in one day. Damn. Because wow. my I, my brain works in a way that I have lots of things waiting to come out. So yeah. I need to get them done. Then I move to the next. So one. do you always have a full concept in mind? Like yeah. Okay. Because I think I think through things a lot. Because like I sleep three to four hours a day. For the last, I don't know, like 10 years or whatever. That's crazy. So as a result of which, I have a lot of time where I'm awake. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I spend a lot of that time thinking things through. And by when it comes to the end of it, like when I'm doing the work, I've already come up with the concept for the next piece. So mm. that, you know, I'm, yeah. I'd never waste more. Because like I said, I work like I've got a gun to the back of my head. Yeah. Because most of the time in Sri Lanka, like I... Uh, hopefully my parents will listen to this, but <laughs> there's too much swearing. Anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, I used to go hide in the bathroom and fucking paint because mm. my parents thought like I should be doing math problems. Wow. So I used to hide in the bathroom and I needed to get pieces done for the duration that I spent in the bathroom. So. <laughs> <laughs> Without them assuming anything. They, 
thought I was constipated for a good part of my life, but <laughs> um, I mean, besides that, like that's the way I've sort of trained myself to work. It's not the most healthy thing. I will. I'm not like if someone said, "Okay, I need to train myself to do that." I'm like, "Don't do it. Like, take your time. Enjoy the work you're doing." Yeah. It's not that I don't enjoy it, but I feel like I need to. It's yeah. more of a need than I want to do it. Like right. that, you need to. I need to do it. Like so, do you that. not find yeah. yourself ever getting stuck midway? Um, not with pieces. I get stuck in between pieces sometimes. Okay. With the next idea. With the next idea, sometimes if I have not fully formed it, or if I've done four pieces that day, I might have not thought through the fifth one. Yeah. If true. that makes any sense. Okay, or, that makes sense. So then I, what I, try, I like. Uh, see, I used to swim in Sri Lanka, right? So this is a lot of backstory. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, what is your history with that? I guess. Um, so I've swum. Uh, I used to be a national swimmer in Sri Lanka, so I got up. That's where I think my sleeping pattern came. But like, I got up at uh, like we had training at four forty-five every morning. So I used to try and study for an hour and a half beforehand. Right. Go, go to swim. So I got up th- at three, swam, went to school. Uh, when we have classes in Sri Lanka, something that's extracurricular classes, like for a long time. So like that, we had a very packed schedule, and yeah. that's the whole mentality that most Sri Lankans and people in subcontinent have, which is like, you need to study, you need to get yourself out of here. Hmm. You know, that's the mentality with which people work. So that's why like, it's, it feels very, what is jarring to me is when I come here and people are just laid back and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to chill. Yeah. Take take my time. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to smoke up. I just smoked up in the morning and then I just sat listening to music. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, like I, I could do all those things. And I, like, that's what I would do. I'm not saying that's what I'm doing is the right way. And what you're, what other people are doing is the wrong way. Yeah. I'm like, it's just two different, two different ways of approaching life. Yeah. You know? I'm the way I'm working. I'll probably be dead by 50. What would you do <laughs> if you had an entire day? And you couldn't do anything. You just like oh, I get very frustrated, good yeah. depression. Like it's right. bad for my health for not if I don't do work. So keeping busy is like part of uh, it's it, like a coping mechanism. It's well, active rest basically. So that, that's where I was getting to with the swimming thing, where we had this thing where you don't stop to rest. You keep swimming mm. so that your body's working, but you're resting while you're doing it. If that makes any sense. So active rest is something that, so when I'm tired, what I do is I do something else. I do work on another piece. Right. So that my brain has that, like has that time to like, kind of like take my focus out from there. Yeah. You can like focus on something that requires a different part of your brain. Yeah. Right. Something like that. So. Sounds super efficient. Efficient. I mean, I hope, see what efficiency with art is something that's, I don't like being like see not like being together. Like mm-hmm. I don't think art needs to be efficient. Mm. Do you, uh, I guess this is just uh, this is just speculating here. Yeah, but there do seem to be certain ties with notions of efficiency in capitalism. Um, and you talked about how capitalism has influenced, or like your your um, own thoughts on capitalism have yeah. influenced the way that you go about your art. Yeah. Um, do you find that there's ever those parallels or those? It things? is. Yeah, yeah okay. dude. Like everything I'm doing is a result of the kind of way I've been raised, which is like not everything, but like mm-hmm. certain parts of it, like you know, this regime sort of like you need to get it done, like getting getting up at three a.m., like you know, yeah. having to get work done. Part of it is 
like I guess my dad's military sort of background like right. there was a lot of discipline so like I'm a very disciplined person when it right. comes to doing my work I'm like mm-hmm. nothing's going to stop me from doing my work yeah. I don't care if I have a nervous breakdown I'm still going to get my work done <laughs> so that, I guess that's the mentality So and that is very much a part of like the capitalist thing where I watched this video yesterday where they, they, it was like some person like followed Japanese business workers where they'd fall asleep on the street on their way home. Oh, yeah. I saw that a bunch when I was in Japan. They'd yeah. just be straight passed out. Yeah. They've worked. And they're also passed out drunk. But. Drunk <laughs> or like on drugs or whatever. But like most of them are just overtired. Yeah. They just pass Like off. falling asleep at your way? desk is a good thing? Is, is there, like there's a whole thing about people working themselves to death in Japan. Yeah, uh, that could like be. That, uh, I don't know about working. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm not sure. But you I could mean, be totally right. If you really I think about it, we're all working ourselves to death. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Well, I mean Some faster than others. Yeah. Like, oh. what are we doing? We're just getting up every day, going to work, fucking yeah. trying to earn money, pay the bills. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why we all like to chill out so much in Australia. Probably. Yeah, Australia is pretty. Like myself to death. Yeah. Pretty true. <laughs> But I am curious about that as well, because it's like you follow such a strict regime, it yeah. seems, and yet your own political views, views are the complete opposite. Yeah. Which is why I said I'm I'm probably this is like a disclaimer, I'm probably gonna contradict myself with my views because the views I have I can I can have because I'm this, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. yeah. it comes again to being in the grey allows you to see both sides. Yeah. I can see what this has made me. And I can not want this for other people. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, in the way that you've talked about efficiency and, like, relaxing and things like that, um, and, like, how that's interwoven with capitalism, potentially you could argue that the act of doing nothing and not being productive is yeah. a certain, has a certain radical element to it. Yeah. In when you're in a society where it's all about your productivity. Well, I mean, people, I guess some people take that a bit too... <laughs> that makes any sense. Yeah, like, yeah. I, think, I think at the end of the day, humans still need um, not work in the sense of like working nine to five, but we need things to occupy ourselves. Yeah. Um, well, that's why like once everything becomes automated and you know we're just like living in a world revolving around robots and living on like yeah. hum- you know like we're basic income and stuff. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Except for make art. That's the thing. That's what See, I keep on thinking. It's like I don't like. Yes, maybe, but no, because the things that drive people to make work, create art again, is influenced by certain hardships. Certain influenced by certain things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'd be all painting fucking landscapes. I'm. I'm not dissing landscapes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm all for landscapes. You know, you do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we'd all be doing like fucking landscapes yeah. and like lovely portraits of people just relaxed, just yeah. like. I mean, that's what we would end up doing if that we were creating with when we don't have to worry about anything. Unless we find it traumatic being in a world that's run exactly. by artificial so intelligence. I mean, yeah, so like, but do you get what I mean? Like, we'll be influenced by just yeah. that one thing. Right. Do you get what I mean? Either yeah. being completely relaxed by it or being completely traumatized by yeah. it. Yeah. Which I don't think is a very good place to be creating work from. By so basically, like the kind of homogenization of people's existence—is that what you're saying? Like, um, yeah. Well, <clears throat> here's the thing. I think the diversity or the differences that people have is what makes things actually worth, like life in general, worth. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, I mean, we're 
pretty different looking bunch of people here. Yeah, you know? I'd say so. Makes things a bit. I don't think we'd be confused with related. No. Well, mm, I could be adopted. Like, that, that, could be, <laughs> that could be a thing. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I don't think anyone's adopting me anytime soon. Anyway. <laughs> Might be a little bit old for Just a bit. 22. Oh, you uh, keeping everyone up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, just like, let's do it. Wait, the paint. <laughs> no. Uh, the difference is what makes life beautiful. Like, I, yeah. I'm all for people being different. Like, that, if if we're painting the same person over and over again, or like we're doing the same things over and like, it just makes things fucking. Annoying. Whoa, yeah. good. That that takes us back to uh, that okay. artist you were talking about. Yeah, uh, there's a level to which you can you can uh, yeah. appreciate the mundanity of just doing the same thing. Clearly, yeah. he's moved away from it. Yeah, that's true. He himself has and moved I, away from I it. I guess the the reason that it stands out that he did do the same thing over and over and over again was because he's doing that surrounded by people that are constantly creating a diverse art. Like, yeah, and that's why it stands out. Yeah. 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 It's like everything's diff. Like not a, like yeah different not being different is different these days yeah. you know like people who don't have tattoos seem to be more alternative than people who have tattoos these days yeah, yeah. like do you get what i mean like yeah. it's yeah it's it, like everything's everyone wants to be the special cookie so you know so, i didn't i don't have tattoos i don't so, have tattoos i've got facial hair i've got hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry but like um, <laughs> point <laughs> Back to the was, conversation, yeah. <laughs> was one thing I wanted to go back to. Um, did um, mathematics yeah. um, and at a, at a high level, um, there's the general perception that like art and maths are this like dichotomy. There's no creativity in maths. Um, do you disagree with that? Do you find that um, there is well, less creativity in maths? Depends on how far along maths you go, if that makes any sense. So, like basic level math, I guess there's not real creativity in it. Right. But then you go to advanced mathematics, there are different ways to approach an answer. Right. So, the different implements that you use to approach an answer could depend on your imagination or your ability to be able to think of them. Right. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And then Do you find a creative outlet in that kind of work? Um, there's a satisfaction in it. Right. Like, if you figure out a way to do it, you're like, fuck yeah, you know? Yeah. It has almost the same feeling as, I guess, when you finish a piece. Like, not the same, but, like, somewhat on the same, this thing, right? Because it's like you got somewhere. But then it applied, like, I so higher maths that I did was divided into two, which is, like, pure mathematics and applied mathematics. Pure mathematics is just, like, a basic trigonometry. Mm. You know, you learn the theory. Applied mathematics is using that pure maths and applying it to everyday situations. So, like... You know, things like finding out the distance between the Earth and some fucking star uh, far away. Yeah. Mm. Like, someone found that out. Someone used, like, they were like, okay, how am I going to measure this? Seems yeah. like a mundane thing to do, but, like, how the fuck am I going to measure this? So they had to, like, use all these different knowledge and come up with their own way of doing it. That, And then it becomes, like, the standard for doing it. Yeah. So the first person who did it would find, like, a satisfaction. It's, like, a creative way of getting there because it's not been done before. So... When people say there's no creativity in mathematics, I would say it's because you're not going far enough in mathematics yeah. to yeah. get to the stage where they, you know, because people who do maths, enjoy, like who really want to do maths, enjoy doing maths. Yeah. And why, like, at the end of the day, if you enjoy doing something, like, fucking, you know, go ahead, you know. Yeah. And you- that's why people do art as well, like, you know, 
people who doodle at the back of their book, yeah. you're not getting anything out of that. Like, you're not selling that. I'm not saying it's shit, but you're not selling that shit. You're not right. doing anything with it besides the kind of satisfaction or the thing that you want to get out of it. Yeah. It's like so, that expression. It's the expression yeah. of it. So maths, I guess, if you go far enough and you start doing these mundane calculations, figure out stuff, yeah. then, you know, you're doing it. Do you, do you find that um, your experience with maths ever influences your art or does it feel quite separate for you? It feels very separate. Feels quite separate? Yeah. I mean, like I said, the only, I think, the <clears throat> only point where they cross is, I guess, the satisfaction of finishing a math problem mm. Yeah, and uh, finishing a piece like that. What about My, architecture? Does that ever influence your Again, that depends on where in the world you're doing architecture because I know architecture in Sri Lanka is very different to architecture here. Mm. Like, And within Australia, Melbourne itself, like Melbourne, Melbourne Uni has a more theory-based approach to architecture. RMIT has a more practical approach, so it depends on where you're doing architecture. So, but RMIT is very practical; it's very design oriented. They spend a lot of time on like the aesthetics of the build of a building. Yeah, your which, favorite thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, like don't get me wrong. I like aesthetic; like I like things looking good. I just don't think they are like the main thing. If that yeah. makes any sense, because my <clears throat> like my final essay kind of thing that I really like was something that I really got out of the architecture. Something I really wanted to do was the relationship between psychology and architecture and how uh, uh, building being unsuccessful or built environment being unsuccessful is not a result of a failure in design or the aestheticization of it, but a failure in understanding the psychology of its inhabitants. That's interesting. For an example, it's like a mall could be a great fucking design for a mall, but mm. if you try to use that as a hospital, it's not going to fucking work. Yeah. Right. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. No, you guys don't mind swearing, do you? No, I think no, it's a no, bit no, too late no, for no, that, no. but... Yeah. We, we do not mind at all. Okay. Sorry for whoever uh, has an yeah. offense with swearing, <laughs> like, you know. They can yeah. get over it if they listen to this. Yeah. I think if, if, they, at this if point. they listen to more, if this isn't their first time yeah. listening to us, then they know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've gotten into probably some more jarring topics than swearing. Yeah. So, um, what uh, creative endeavors do you have coming up that we can look forward to? Um, so, obviously, the zine's coming up. Um, What's the zine called? It's called Creep. That's a whole explanation. Uh, <laughs> but you can get the zine. It's not going to be fucking expensive. I don't want people paying to buy art. Like, I don't like it, but I still need to pay my bills. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair you get what I mean. Um, I'm playing on the two definitions of the word creep. I love going to Wikipedia definitions just because it's very, I guess, type it into. Thing Dump on a tangent. It, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Going some weird places. Yeah, so the two definitions of creep is the first one being a detestable person. Yeah. Being a creep. Uh, the second one is to creep or like to move in a way that you're not noticed or heard. So what I'm playing on in the, is the two ways they're interrelated, which is uh, society labeling someone a creep, mm -hmm. as in a detestable person, forces said person or group of people to creep, as in move unnoticed, through right. life. So yeah. that's what I'm playing on. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> uh, and I, to a certain extent, it touches on topics like I guess surveillance to a certain extent, uh, yeah. racial discriminations, stereotypes, uh, personal uh, experiences. I mean, I'm yeah. not, like I said, I don't have the prettiest mug. I'll, if I'm not talking to people, I'm normally frowning, so I end up being a pretty... <laughs> you look a little angry all the time? I look angry all the time, yeah. regardless of what I'm talking about. I could be talking <laughs> about like 
puppies, but I end up being <laughs> like, being mad about it. Being mad about it. I'm not mad. People assume I'm mad. Yeah. I just frown a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as a result of which people view me a certain way. Mm. They're like, okay, this looks like an angry brown man. Like, do you yeah. get what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and people try to stay away and I'm still surprised to date that my partner found me attractive. Like, you know, <laughs> <that> out there. <laughs> but you know what? You probably, you know, people are attracted to things that scare them. Maybe that's, that's what I've got going for me. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> so, and where can people access your zine once it's out? Um. Well, I mean, you could send me a message. I could give you one for free if you actually go through the trouble of sending me a message i'll probably give one for free there you um, go <laughs> so how can uh this is the shameless plug part of the interview um oh, what are some handles that. that people can follow your work on uh, <laughs> uh my instagram uh i've got an issue with social media but i don't think we have time to get into it uh, that's <laughs> well, fine that, that could be part two part yeah. two <laughs> just yeah. go off on tangents there uh my social media it's a.v.nash uh cool. Yeah, that's, I guess, just send me, slide into my DMs, I guess. <laughs> it's pretty, looking pretty empty right now, so, you know, there's plenty of room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the more DMs, the Look at now, you've got a really vast range of work um, that all shows a very high level of skill, as well as, even though I, even though you, you know, may funny have, thing, what's that? Mm. multiple people have come to me and asked me whether I'm a collective. Like, really? They're like, ah, right. dude, you've got a new dude in your collective. Ah. Like, he's doing all this black and white work. I'm like, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. That's Just, a pretty, pretty cool response. Yeah. Well, the well, fact that they would think that and that you don't even have any proper art backgrounds is really yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah. Art, yeah. Can, so all, yeah. all we need to do is uh, wake up at three o'clock every morning and work for. Well, you need to have the ideas first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wake up today. Mm, there's a piece of paper. <laughs> uh, yeah any yeah I'd like my partner like I've said again I bring up her a lot because she's the more eloquent person in our partnership she's a lot better at talking without offending people I tried I think I haven't offended anyone I yet. think you've done I, pretty I well done I'm pretty, pretty good. good my our last conversation was a lot more offensive but this, one, <laughs> this one's this one's pretty good yeah so hopefully she's on here sometime yeah that'd be awesome yeah yeah, yeah. That'll be yeah. cool. Not Have in the listeners. same room. You'll know the difference. Of and then course. when we're in the same room, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm keen for exactly. that. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> this has been great. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Just talked about some really cool and interesting stuff. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I hope you guys liked having me. You yeah. did. Yeah, it was great.